wary Steelers fans won't get fooled again. Welcome to the Steelers update from Penn Live, where we keep track of all things Steelers so you don't have to. This is John Lucy reporting. Hey, we all know Steelers fans absolutely love their team's defensive theme song, Renegade by Sticks. When that coming down from the gallows dirge gets going, all of Heinz Field is rocking. But these days, perhaps it's the Who's Won't Get Fooled Again that should blare from those Heinz Field loudspeakers. I mean, it would be kind of the perfect anthem for this highly skeptical Steelers fan base as they seemingly wait for this 2021 version of their favorite football team to unravel. It has to be just a matter of time, right? I mean, the quarterback is age 39, moves like a snail, and has a surgically repaired right arm that seemingly gets weaker by the week. The offensive line is a collection of no-names that still can't get it done for their about-to-be-a-superstar rookie running back, Najee Harris. Hey, and even that Steelers' stellar defense apparently believes it only has to play in the first half of football games. No wonder Steelers fans are wary. Last year was a different story. The 412 area code fell headlong in love with their 11-0 Steelers. Visions of deep playoff runs and Super Bowl bids danced in the minds of Pittsburgh fans. That is until the team and Big Ben fell apart beginning in November, and it was downhill from there. This time around, everyone is being very cautious, even though these Steelers are about to go 6-3 on the season, provided they take care of business against the Detroit Lions on Sunday at Heinz Field. A victory would be greeted by still more questions about these Steelers. The Pittsburgh Sports Radio airways were in fact full of them in wake of the Monday Night Nailbiter versus the Bears. The cloud of concerns starts right at the top with Ben Roethlisberger. His arm still looks shaky. Worse, it appears to be getting weaker as the season wears on. That deep ball he lofted to James Washington early in the eventual win over the Chicago Bears was a lame duck of a completion only because Washington broke off his route and dashed back to that fluttering football. Should Big Ben crawl back into his short passing game shell, which was, which was the offensive eventual undoing last year, the Steelers would be sunk. Hey, in 2020, that offensive line was staffed by all pros. Now, we didn't know they were past their primes until well into the season. Now, it's a collection of upstarts who can't seem to come together as a competent run and pass blocking unit. There have been fits and starts and flashes of talent, but mostly it's been one step forward followed by two steps back. Give Najee Harris even a decent line, and this rookie sensation is eating up the AFC. As it is, this unit remains a work in progress, and it could well be the case all season long. What's really been an unpleasant surprise is the troubling trend of the Steelers' highly 
talented and touted defense going from dominating teams in the first half to rolling over for them in the second half. This is allowing contests that look like laughers become nail biters that go right down to the final gun. This is not supposed to be. Perhaps it's evidence of the cracks in the Pittsburgh Foundation, namely that defensive line. No wonder the Steelers were reportedly trying to trade for the Eagles' lineman Fletcher Cox. Cam Hayward is great, and he had a great interception in that Bears game. But there's not much around him on that defensive line. And as for those waiting for Stephon Tuitt to return, well, don't hold your breath. It all makes for a very apprehensive fan base. They want to believe, but given all these Steelers' questions, along with that huge letdown of last season, they're unwilling to commit. And I can't blame them. And should this Steelers team unravel once the games start getting a lot tougher after the Lions, no one will be surprised. But if these doubted Steelers and their increasingly dismissed quarterback can somehow keep beating defenses who dare Big Ben to throw deep, should the offensive line knit together just enough consistency to open some holes for Najee Harris and keep the heat off Roethlisberger, and when this top-billed Steelers defense simply starts showing up as advertised for a full 60 minutes, well, then anything is possible, especially in this wide-open AFC of 2021. So what has to go right for these Steelers? Good question. And we take a deep dive into your football team's concerns and all the possible remedies in this So You're Saying There's a Chance edition of the Steelers Update Podcast. Hey, and be sure to check out my print column first thing Thursday on Penn Live. As always, it'll be packed with plenty of memes bringing this Steelers saga to life. Right now, let's get right to it. Sure, the Steelers' win over the Bears was a squeaker, one that just might have been greased by a few questionable calls by those officials. But since when is a win greeted by so many questions, doubts, and Pittsburgh pundits all but ready to bury this edition of your Pittsburgh Steelers? Such is the era of apprehension and the questioning climate in the suddenly skeptical Steelers country. As columnist Ron Cook writes in the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette, these concerns begin with Ben Roethlisberger himself. Despite your Hall of Fame quarterback having led his 38th fourth-quarter comeback victory with a seven-play, 52-yard drive in the final two minutes to best those Bears by a score of 29-27. to Well, Cook doesn't hold back. He comes right out with it, writing this, quote, is there something wrong with Roethlisberger's arm? He showed up on the injury list late last week with a right shoulder issue. Although the winning drive was nice, he did it with short passes. On one particularly noticeable play, he badly underthrew James Washington, who had to stop and dive back to pull in a 52-yard catch. Well, Cook put that question to Mike Tomlin, the coach, and Tomlin said this, quote, not to my knowledge, no. Not worth mentioning, unquote. Well, maybe not, Cook writes, 
but certainly worth watching as the season progresses, end quote. No wonder Ron Cook and his radio crew were pouncing on Big Ben and his seemingly right arm uh, on their 93-7 The Fan Show, and I was listening on the way back from going to the game, and uh, they were openly speculating that that great uh, career comeback by Big Ben against the Bears could well be his last. It's like, is this the last time we're seeing this? Is this the last time we're seeing that? As if they're ready to write Big Ben's uh, football obituary that it's that we're getting close seemingly by the week. And that wasn't all the questions being asked, believe me. And Cook asked another blunt one in his column, this time about the other side of the ball. He writes this in the Post-Gazette, quote, why does the defense continue to melt down in the second half and nearly blow big leads? Bears rookie quarterback Justin Fields looked overmatched in the first half when the Steelers built a 14-3 lead. He threw for just 63 yards and had a passer rating of 25.9. The Bears managed only 127 yards of offense. But Fields looked like Jim McMahon in the second half completing 12 of 18 passes for 228 yards and a touchdown of 16 yards to wide receiver Darnell Mooney that gave the Bears a 27-26 lead with with 1 minute and 46 seconds left. Cornerback Arthur Mollett was beaten for that score and for a 39-yard catch by wide receiver Allen Robinson II on the play before. The Bears finished with 414 total yards. Roethlisberger's offense produced just 280 yards by comparison. The Steelers' defense nearly lost games in the second half to Denver and Seattle. This is a trend that must be stopped, unquote. Hey, great stuff by Ron Cook. And of course, he doesn't get a straight answer to his question about the defense and why they're not showing up in the second half. And that would be a great first step to solve that problem. Just show up in the second half. Hey, but the Steelers' questions don't stop there either. Ray Filippato, in grading the Steelers for the Post-Gazette, noticed the off-again, on-again offensive line that took a big step back versus those Bears. He writes this, quote, The Bears entered the game 24th in the league against the run, but the Steelers had a hard time running between the tackles. Rookie left tackle Dan Moore Jr. allowed two sacks, a holding penalty against Kevin Dotson, killed another drive, and in the fourth quarter, another sack was given up. This one by right guard Trey Turner killed yet another drive. The Steelers better hope Monday night was an aberration because they won't remain contenders if the line continues to play like that, unquote. Hey, who who can argue with that, Philip Paldo is right, but that's not the only line that Pittsburgh has a concern about. On the other side of the ball, that D line isn't much better, save for the always impactful Cam Hayward. And there were reports leading up to the Bears game that the Steelers were trying to trade for the Eagles lineman Fletcher Cox before the trade deadline. Now, obviously, that deal didn't get done, but you now have a good idea why they were trying to trade for Cox. That line is thin around Cam Hayward, and Filippato writes this, quote, Hayward made a great individual effort late in the first quarter when he leapt in the air and intercepted a pass from Justin Fields at the line of scrimmage. 
It was his second career interception and set up the Steelers' second touchdown of the night. He also had three quarterback hits. Unfortunately for the Steelers, it was a one-man show as no one else did much. When is Stephon Tewitt coming back? Unquote. Hey, good question. Again, there's no answers. Not even the Steelers can answer that question about Stephon Tewitt. But I'll tell you, if they were trying to trade for Cox, as those reports say, Tewitt's return won't be anytime soon. So, there you are. There's the questions and concerns. So where does this leave your 2021 Steelers as they're about to go to 6-3 and three facing those Lions, but with a lot uh, tougher second-half schedule looming? Well, Mark Caboli sees a Steelers glass half full. He writes this for The Athletic, quote, The Steelers will be 6-3 and three if they beat the Lions at home as they should. Going 500 the rest of the way should get them into the postseason. They could very well win their division at a rank of 11-6. and six. That's the good news. But Caboli also spells out a glass half empty for these Steelers and says the liquid is still leaking from that Steelers glass. He sounds the warning this way, quote, But after what they did at Heinz Field over the final 30 minutes on Monday in a 29-27 win over the Bears, do you see the Steelers as AFC North contenders? Me neither. Unquote. Thus, all the apprehension in Steelers country. Hey, we know from last season, those 11-0 Steelers were exposed as pretenders. The unmasking began in November. The Ravens came in and clamped down on Big Ben's short passing game. They dared him to throw deep. The Steelers squeaked out again uh, a win against those Ravens, but the blueprint was set. The Washington football team came in a week or so later to Heinz Field, and they used that blueprint to beat the Steelers and send them into a season tailspin. And they never recovered. They were one and done in the playoffs versus the Browns at home in Heinz Field. A year later, the issue still is Big Ben and that right arm of his. It seems to be getting weaker as the season goes on. I mean, witness that woefully underthrown pass to James Washington. Hey, the receiver halted his deep route and came back for the ball, and it was a big game completion. But that pass, the pass itself was pathetic. I fear that Ben is a few more games from retreating to that short passing game shell simply because he can't muster the strength to throw deep. I hope I'm wrong. Maybe I'm not. Now, Mark Caboli on Big Ben seems to sketch out the possibility of Ben overperforming against these lowered expectations that even defenses are now bringing to the table. Here's what he writes about Ben and the Steelers' offense. Quote, The offense is a work in progress, and we have all figured out that it would be the case for a while. It seems to have an identity, but it isn't as consistent as it needs to be. Roethlisberger has to throw better passes. The line has to block better. The receivers have to get open. And the scheme, albeit much better in recent week, weeks, has to get better. Question is, can they? Well, Caboli is holding out hope 
even as he acknowledges that the rest of the NFL may have already written off Roethlisberger. His, his interesting take is that Big Ben could use this to the Steelers' advantage, provided that arm of his can still muster the throws. Caboli writes this, breaking down a key, key completion in that Bears game. And it was the defense of the Bears literally daring Ben to throw. Caboli writes, quote, I tend to believe that teams think Roethlisberger can't play anymore. Nothing else makes sense when you look at the Steelers' third play on offense. They were facing a third and seven from near midfield. They overloaded the left side of the formation, and the Bears countered by sending six rushers and leaving the Steelers' best deep threat, Chase Claypool, in man coverage against their worst corner. It was an easy pre-snap read for Roethlisberger, and he connected with Claypool for 26 yards to set up the opening touchdown a few plays later. Did the Bears think Roethlisberger wasn't going to seize the single coverage or that he wasn't going to be able to make the throw? It was unusual, and it isn't the first time this has happened this year, unquote. Hey, that's a great observation by Caboli. If the defenses are already dismissing Roethlisberger, and if Roethlisberger can just muster enough to beat that, that could be interesting. That could be advantage Steelers. And we all know the Steelers were a mirage last year. They were exposed. This time, they're being doubted every step of the way, even by some of the opposing teams they're facing. The questions about Big Ben and this team on both sides of the ball are legitimate, no doubt about it. If the 2021 team ultimately falls apart, no one's going to be surprised. But that leaves room, albeit slim room, for things to come together, for Ben to keep beating the defenses that underestimate him, for this makeshift O-line to keep improving, for the defense to finish the second half, for, for Christ's sake, instead of mailing it in after establishing dominance in the first half. And then, just maybe, these Pittsburgh Steelers would be right in the thick of things in this wide-open AFC. That could be just the most surprising and the sweetest thing of them all. And we'll cover it all right here in your Steelers Update podcast. So download the audio. It's fresh every Wednesday afternoon, wherever you download your favorite podcast. Check out my column Thursday morning on Penn Live, And, of course, log on to Penn Live anytime for your real-time Steelers news.